a generation against God. A generation against God. Praise the Lord. And I believe that this message is not just for believers, but most especially this message is for everyone out there, those of you who are in government authority, opposition, those of you who are owners of businesses out there, those of you who own institutions and uh, schools and other things and places of work. And uh, it's going out there for all the parents, hallelujah, grandparents, pastors, professionals out there, business people, lecturers, students, hallelujah. This message is going out to every one of you throughout every walks of life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, go with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 down to verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Are we there? Verse 1 to verse 9. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, trust breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Don't forget that. Despisers of those that are good. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Praise the Lord. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and led captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lost, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 8, Now as Jonas, as Janice and Jabris withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind, reprobate concerning the faith. Verse 9, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, praise God. What persecutions I endured, hallelujah. But out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ. Take note of these words again. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Suffer persecution, praise God. But evil men and seducers shall works. Washed and washed. They shall wax worst 
and worse. This shall wax worse and worse. This shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14. But continue thou advice. Advice for you and I. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned there. Praise God. And that from a child that was known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works. Praise God. Unto all good works works. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. As we carefully look at this particular topic this morning, I want us to just have a retrospect or you just look around and take note of what has been happening in your community. Praise God. Even in your church, in your nation, in the world at large. Praise God. We'll see that the Bible says that this was a time wherein this young man, Timothy, was admonished by his leader, Paul the Apostle. Praise God. That in the last days, the Bible says, perilous times shall come. Difficult times shall come. Deadly times shall come. Dangerous times shall come. Disappointing times shall come. Hard times shall come. A time of persecution. A time of failure. A time of depression. A time of attack. Attack against God. Attack against God's people. Attack against the church. Attack against our Christian faith. The Bible says many will depart from the faith. Praise God. The Bible says there is going to be lovers. Lovers of their own self. Praise God. Men will become lovers of themselves instead of loving God. They will become covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, trust breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They even have the form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Almost about 21 or 22 identification or classes of people or what was going to happen, what is going to happen in the last days. Praise God. Hallelujah. And these are the things that are paramount, you know, in our days, in our time. You see, everywhere you go, you see them. Everywhere you go, you see them. Praise God. You see covetousness, you see posters, praise God, disobedient to parents, people are, who, who are without natural affection, trust breakers, accusers, all these kinds of people have permeated our communities. And the things of God is being aborted, the things of God is being destroyed, rejected, and castigated against. And when time you raise up your voice for the things of God, they scorn you, praise God, hallelujah make mock of you, praise God, and resist you. Hallelujah. Even when you are personal, you are preaching the word of God, and you are not paying attention to them, they feel offensive. They will come to your faces. They will attack you, persecute you, and all these things. The Bible says these are the last days, and these are the things that are going to be eminent in our times. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. These are the reasons why, as believers, we must be very very conscious and careful because we are living within a generation that hates God. A generation that is against God. A world that tends to hate anything that has to do with God and anything that has to do with the word of God. 
Have you wondered that there are many religions in this world, but the Christians are the most persecuted? You know, we are the ones that are hated the most. A Muslim man will stand on the street corner and talk all kinds of nonsense against Jesus. Nobody offends him. Nobody say anything. He will even abuse Jesus and say whatever they want to say. Talk against Christianity here in Canada, in America, in the UK. It's happening all over the world. Nobody will say a word. But if you dare say anything against Muhammad, they will come after you to kill you. Praise God. The Hare Krishna will stand out there. The Hindu will stand out there. The, 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 the Sikh, all kinds of religion, even the free thinkers, the Satanists, they are free to do whatever they want to do. They are free to say whatever they want to say. But the moment you say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, you're offensive. Whatever you are saying, they say it's not politically correct. Praise God. You know why? Jesus himself said they hated me. How much more you? They will hate you. You will be hated of all nations. Why? For my name's sake. You know the truth is very good. But the truth can be offensive. And that is what normally happens. People don't want to hear the truth because the truth is offensive. People want to live a perverse life, a life of sin, a life of abomination, an ungodly life, a satanic life. And so they don't want anyone to correct them, anyone to caution them, anyone to say the truth. Even if you're just speaking the word of God without paying attention to them, they will come after you. Why? Because, listen to this now, it doesn't matter what you do in this life, Satan will never happy with the things of God over the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says something in the book of St. John chapter 3, verse number 19. St. John chapter 3. Let's look at that quickly. St. John chapter 3. Are we there? Hallelujah. St. John chapter 3, verse number 19. It says, and this is the condemnation. Take note. Take note. This is the condemnation that light is come into the world. It is a what? A condemnation. That light is come into the world. Take note, take note. And men loved darkness rather than light. Men love darkness. Men love sinful practices. Men love things that are abominable, are ungodly. Praise God. It says, and this is the condemnation that Light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. And there's a reason why they love darkness than light. There's a reason why the, the world prefers darkness than light. There's a reason why Satan prefers darkness than light. There's a reason why the kingdom of darkness prefer, uh, they prefer darkness than light. There's a reason why politicians prefer darkness than light. There's a reason why uh, uh, the people at Hollywood, they prefer darkness than light. There is a reason why professors in the institutions, they prefer darkness than light. There is a reason why our lawmakers prefer darkness than light. There is a reason why business people, intellectuals, they prefer darkness than light. There is a reason why the billionaires, the ungodly, the abominable, they prefer darkness than light. The Bible says the reason is because what? Because their deeds are what? Evil. They are engaging in evil practices. They are engaging in occultism, in Freemasonry. They are engaged in, in witchcraft practices. They are in, in, engaged in, in, in voodoo. They are engaged in all kinds of demonic, abominable, sinful practices. 
And so they don't like to see the light. They don't want the light at all. They don't want the light of Jesus. They don't want the light of the Holy Ghost. They don't want the light of the Word of God. They don't want the light of the truth. And so because the truth is offensive, they hate the truth and they hate God. And Jesus is the truth. He says, I'm the way. I'm the what? I'm the truth. I'm the what? I'm the life. It is natural. If you're a fornicator and somebody's talking about fornication, except you have the love of God. Other than that, you feel offensive. Am I right? If you're a gay and a lesbian, and then somebody's preaching and say sinners will go to hell, even if they don't mention gay and lesbian, you take offense. Why? Because, why? Your deeds are evil. If you are smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and nobody mentioned weed or alcohol, they say praise the Lord, hallelujah, you feel offended. Why? Because the truth will always penetrate what we call the light, the glorious gospel of the light of Jesus that will make you feel uncovered. Praise the name of the Lord. We're living in a generation that is bitter against God. We're living in a time wherein wrong has become right. Wrong things are known to be right now in our times. Somebody will pull the trigger and kill someone. And they don't sympathize with the family. They say, oh, he needs a therapy. Oh, he's, he's, he was temporarily insane. He needs help. Crazy word. When he was buying the gun, he was not insane. When he used his credit card to swipe to pay for the gun, he was not insane. When he walked into the school or the mall, he wasn't insane. It was only after he killed people, oh, he was mentally insane. What a stupid generation. A generation of foolishness. A man will rape a woman and he say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's not an issue. Do you know the trauma that that young woman will, be, will have to deal with throughout her lifetime? Instead of putting the guy in prison and throw the, the key away, he say, oh, you know what? Do, you know, he needs help. He, 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 he has some disability. He was not disabled to commit any other crime, but that kind of a crime. When they give him food, he doesn't put the food in his ears or in his nose. He put the food straight in his mouth. He's not disabled. He's not, he's not mentally insane. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just wicked. Callousness, abomination, the seed of evil is in our generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is a time wherein wrong has become right and right has become wrong. It is a shame for our lawmakers, our institutions, our government, our leaders, our nation. It is a shame and an insult to humanity. It is a reproach in the presence of God, even in front of Satan. In front of Satan, there are things that Satan will not do. Satan has terrible as he is, there are things that he will not do. But it is an abomination for humans or humanity to engage in certain practices and we legalize those practices. We approve those practices. Anything that is right, you are offended about it. And anything that is wrong, it is approved. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and, and it's a generation that is going down the drain. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is a time wherein sinners are the ones who are accusing the righteous. The sinners are the very ones accusing the righteous. Praise God. You see someone trying to live a life that pleases God, trying to do the will of God, trying to obey God. That's the person they go against. That's the brother we must get fired from that job. Or we don't like him around. Or he is offensive. Oh, we don't, want, we, don't, we don't want to deal with people like this. They are too religious. In this place, we are not religious. 
Oh, you will talk about sex. You will talk about pornography. You will talk about all kinds of things. At work, everybody will be laughing, including the manager, including the director, including the supervisor. <laughs> but the moment you say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, they say, oh, we are not religious. We don't want religion here. So you prefer the devil. You prefer Satan. You prefer going to hell than accepting God and the will of God. Praise God. It is a generation and, 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 and a nation that will find ourselves is a nation where sinners, sinners have the, 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 the right in every area. Ungodliness, abomination. Every, listen, 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 listen. Hmm. Look at our governments all over. Not just here. Look next door neighbor. Look at Europe. Look at what is happening. The people who are wrong are the ones who are leading. They're the ones leading everywhere. They have the financing. Have you wondered why they legalize homosexuality? Have you wondered why they legalize marijuana, weed? These are things that are destructive. These are things that are leading people to hell. These are the things that are not healthy for humanity. Have you wondered why they legalize prostitution? All of the things that are not good for humanity, the things that are abominable, the things that will lead someone to hell, the things that will destroy your health are the things that the government, the institutions of our world, the leaders are, they, they, they are legalizing. Praise God. Nobody will talk. Nobody will say no. Praise God. But thank God we have the church. And it is the voice of the church that will change our world. Praise God. We speak truth to power. We speak truth to institution. We speak truth to leaders and nation. It doesn't matter what. You can take our life, but you cannot take our God away from us. We stand for the truth and the truth alone. Praise God. You can legalize even satanic worship. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, let the wheat and tears grow together. The final day will come. God will separate the sheep from the goat and the wheat from the tears. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 5, that this generation is a generation that is perverse. There is perverseness everywhere. There is abomination everywhere. There is witchcraft everywhere. There is occultism everywhere. Secret society everywhere. Demonic practices everywhere. Sexual immorality everywhere. Deceitfulness everywhere. Lying everywhere. Any kind of sin you think about is everywhere. Hallelujah. Sin has become the anthem of our time. And the Bible says we're living in a generation that is perverse. According to Deuteronomy 32 verse 5. We live in a, in a generation that is stubborn and rebellious against God. Stubborn and rebellious against God. Praise God. If you talk to someone and you talk otherwise, they say, oh, that's abuse. You're abusing the person. But when a man go after another man from the back, you don't call that an abuse. It's always common. It's legalized. It's okay. Praise God. You may give a godly instruction and a godly advice somewhere. They say, oh, because you were preaching at work, or oh, you're, you're fired. Oh, yeah, you're fired. But you go to the same office, you see the manager and the supervisor, both of them are men. They'll be kissing together, and nobody fired them. Nobody fires them. Yes, keep me in record for all of this. Praise God. We're alive. We're alive. From Toronto, Canada, we're alive. We're in a generation that is against God. Anything that is godly, you hate it. But anything that is ungodly, 
you approve it, you hold on to it, you love it. It is a generation that is stubborn, that is rebellious against God. According to Psalm 78 verse 8, the rebelliousness is so much to the extent that some of you, if you have your way, you will point your finger to the face of God and say, we don't care. Oh, you are going to hell. Whatever, I don't care. Oh, Jesus is coming. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Oh, repent. The rapture is about to take place. I don't care. It doesn't matter. For every single thing, you don't care. For every single thing, you, I mean, it doesn't matter. Nothing moves you. Praise God. You're not convinced. You're not convicted. Oh, you don't even think that God exists. Praise God. And they will preach and preach and preach and preach. And you don't care. Praise God. It's a generation that is doomed for hell. It's a stubborn and rebellious generation. It is a generation that cursed their parents. A generation that cursed their parents. According to Proverbs 30 verse 11. You see a child will be cursing mother. Cursing mommy. You see, you say mommy that you are cursing her to her face. You say, oh daddy, you are stupid. Oh daddy, look at your head like a coconut. You idiot. Ah, you are talking to your daddy like that. Oh, to you is normal. Our generation cursed their own parents. Cursed your dad, cursed your mom. The Bible says in the Old Testament, you were supposed to be worthy of death. When you curse your father, your mother, in the Old Testament, the Bible says you should be killed according to the law. Praise God. There's no respect anymore. No respect for principles. No respect, no standard. Nothing for nothing anymore. In fact, if they don't respect or fear God, how much more? Humans. Hallelujah. You, you legalize abortion. You are killing all the innocent children that could not fight for themselves. What if they have aborted you? What would have been your case? Imagine, you know, you see that innocent child in that woman's womb. And you as a government legalize it for that woman to go to that hospital and take those pills and kill that baby. That could have been the next prime minister. That could have been the next doctor. That could have been the next uh, 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 a brain surgeon. That could have been the next lawyer. That could have been the next police officer. That could have been the next pastor. But you killed him or her in the womb. What a wicked world. What a wicked, abominable world. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is a generation that seems pure in their own eyes. According to Proverbs chapter 30, verse number 12, a generation that seems pure in their own eyes. Oh, I know, I know, the I know kind of syndrome. You want to correct them, they said I know. You know one of the most stupid things that we we'll see today in our world is that somebody, because they know computer or they are, they are technologically inclined, they think that they are highly educated. That's the deception. So our children in our time now, as long as they can operate computer, they can operate the phone, they think that they are smart. To them, they think that that is what is meant to be smart. As long as uh, uh, I'm an IT specialist, I know how to use computer, I know you can still work with computer and still be morally bankrupt. You can still know how to use your phone and you still be relationally bankrupt. We're deceiving our children. We are destroying the innocence of our children. A child will be on the phone since morning to night. You'll be on that phone. 
Whether they are watching pornography, you don't know. Whether they are cursing themselves, you don't know. Whether they are engaging witchcraft initiation on phone, you don't know. Whether they are initiating them in certain things, you don't know as a mother, as a father, you know nothing. You bought the phone and give it to them. They live in your house, but they are in another world. They are existing. So that child will, will watch a movie, watch certain things that he's not supposed to watch, or he or she is not matured for that level, and they go out there, stab another boy or another girl, or cause trouble. And you begin to wonder, why would he stab him? No, he learned it from Hollywood. He watched the movie. They said, oh, go and stab somebody or do this. And, and you know, look at the movies that are being shown these days. Everything has to do with witchcraft. If it is not witchcraft, it has to do with homosexuality. If it is not homosexuality, it has to do with underworld. Look at all the titles of the movies these last days. Look at the titles. You either see if it is not demonic, it is occultic, it is satanic, it is witchcraft. That's the generation that we find ourselves in. Everything is to advertise evil, advertise immorality, advertise wickedness, advertise satanism. But anything that is against God, oh, 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 they won't tolerate it. They won't. Praise God. They seem spear in their own eyes. They think they are smart. They think they know. And let me shock you. Let me shock you. Please pay attention to this. One of the most dangerous things that you don't know is that Satan is still wiser than you are. I'll repeat that again. It is the most dangerous thing that you don't even pay attention to. Satan, even though he's a fallen angel, he's a devil now, but he's still wiser than you are. And listen to this, his plans has never changed. It's the same. And his agenda, his focus, his plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'll repeat that again. His plans are to steal, to kill, to destroy. No matter how best you serve him, no matter how beautiful, beauty personified, no matter how smart, how good you look, he will one day kill you. His plans are to destroy you, to kill you, and at the end to dump you in hell. You'll be shocked at the end of which you realize that you are in hell. And in hell, he himself will be dealing with you there. Praise God. Satan has no friend. He makes no family member. No, he, he's not interested in that. Praise God. What he's interested in is to deceive you and destroy you. The Bible says something in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 7. Quickly, Matthew chapter 3. Let's look at how Jesus described this generation. Matthew chapter 3. Hallelujah. I hope I'm blessing you this morning. Matthew chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Verse number 7. Are you ready for this? But when he saw many, he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism. Take note, take note, take note. He said, look at what Jesus said. He said unto them, O generation of what? Vipers, snake, pythons, praise God. Who had want you to flee from the wrath of God, uh, from the wrath to come? Praise God. In the book, in the same book of uh, uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, uh, 34, Matthew 12, 34. Matthew 12, 34. Jesus referred to these Sadducees and the Pharisees as what? Generation of vipers. Matthew chapter 12, are we there? 34. Hallelujah. 12.34. Are we ready for this? Let's read together. Whole generation of vipers, 
How can he, being evil, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, what happened? The mouth speaketh. This was the time they accused Jesus of having a demon, and that is how he was casting out devils. And Jesus said, look at you people. You are always on the negative end. You're always critiquing others. You're always accusing others. And you have some speck in your own eyes that you cannot remove. Praise God. And Jesus referred to them as a generation of viper. What does this mean? A set of people that are poisonous. They are snakes. And look at the snake. A snake is very, very poisonous. Praise God. Snakes are very, very what? Poisonous. Beautiful, but what? Poisonous. Snakes are quiet, but very crafty. They have an agenda. Quiet, very dangerous. Praise God. A snake is very, very manipulative. If a snake sees a print somewhere, somewhere, it's not going to go right away. It's going to be very crafty, very cunning, and dash. And before you know, you're being braced. And the next thing is, they're going to swallow you down. Praise God. A snake, the nature of a snake is not to make friends with other animals, but to hurt them. A snake is an attacker. Praise God. A snake is an offender. He targets others. Praise God. And one thing about a snake, a snake doesn't let go of his victim. The moment they press you, they will make sure, no matter how big you are, except otherwise, but they must swallow you. Praise God. They must eat you, capture you. The intention of the snake is to capture you, kill you, and eat you. May I say this to you? We live in a generation that the intention that they have is to destroy, just like their father, the devil. It's a generation that is full of venom, poisonous teachings, poisonous information. Everything that they do is deadly and is poisonous. Look at the social media now. All that you see there, these are the people using social media for that which will be productive and beneficial to them. They are using it to advise, advertise all kinds of demonic, satanic, carnal, foolish things. Look at our news. Most of this, this big news, or this, these are uh, empires out there. The news media, they are being bought out. Everything that they do is censored. You cannot speak against the wrong. You cannot speak against any lifestyle that is wrong. You, know, you cannot speak against any wrong decision. You cannot speak against any government. You cannot speak against any institution that is doing anything that is wrong. They make sure they don't accommodate you. They make sure they don't welcome you. Why? Listen to this now. They have a satanic agenda, a demonic agenda. They have their own project. They know what they are advertising. They know what they are, they, they are trying to implement. They are trying to change the dynamics of our world. And everything that you see that is going on there is against God and against the word of God. How I pray that God will open our eyes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In our world, we've come to the point where if we're not careful, if we're not careful, the judgment of God is going to come swiftly upon our nations and upon our world. Praise the name of the Lord. I pray that you and I will not be a victim of that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We'll see that in our time today, we have destroyed the dignity of humanity. Remember those days when we were growing up, there's respect for the elders. Praise God. There's respect for doctors. And now the doctors are becoming suspect. 
especially when it comes to these issues of corona? Are they hiding something from us, or are they saying the truth? Praise God. The Lord that says he should not force anyone for any medication, now they are, they are enforcing a mandating vaccine. Is it the will of God? Praise God. Say, ah, don't talk about it. Count me on this. I will. I'm speaking from the instruction of the Lord. You are not my God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is because of this fear, 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 fear that Satan used to accomplish his plan and his purpose. Hallelujah. We've destroyed the dignity of humanity. Hallelujah. We, 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 are, we, are, we are breaking down the structures, the structures that has built our society, the structures that has built our community, the structures that has enhanced the, the development of our world. We are destroying those structures. Why? Because there are a particular set of people. Listen now, listen and listen to this very well. Satan is not a fool. You want me to say that again? Satan is not a fool. Among the world leaders, the Antichrist is there. Don't forget that, number one. Number two, among them, there are Satanists, there are occultists. Among them, there are those who are agents of darkness. They belong to Satan. They are walking on earth, but they belong to the kingdom of darkness. Praise God. Some of them are not even ordinary human beings. They are demons disguising themselves as humans. And they are operating in certain government institutions. They are operating in some of those universities. They are operating in some of those offices. And you might not know if you are not a child of God. You don't have the spirit of God. You will not be able to discern what is going on. There are people who are working directly with the kingdom of darkness to make sure that the plan of God be destroyed, to make sure that humans be destroyed, to make sure that there will not be peace upon the earth, to make sure that there is anarchy all over our world, and those are the people that I want you to pay attention to and look at the laws, look at the system, look at the structures that have been put in place. Are they to glorify God or are they to glorify the devil? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When we talk about development, when we talk about maturity, when we talk about, listen, if I, let, let's, let's talk about the family a little bit. What we've seen in our time is that we're, we're destroying the innocence of our children. We're destroying the innocence of our children. There are rules and regulations that have been in place, and so you as the parent, you will not be able to train your child the way they should go, according to the word of God. You don't have to discipline them. But if you don't discipline them, one of these days, the cop will shoot them on the road. So who is responsible? It is the same government that says, don't discipline your child. Because the other day you spank them, they call social worker for you. You understand? See how corrupt the system is. They will tell you don't discipline your child, but the cops will not be afraid to pull the trigger to kill that same child. Oh, yes. Praise God. Oh, they will tell you, oh, you, oh, you, 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 you must be careful, be gentle to the child. Don't be harsh on them. The child will leave the house and go to, to school and make reports, and they'll call social worker. But it is this same social worker that will take the child to a home where they will be abused. Oh, yes, they'll be abused. And they'll becoming drug addict. Am I making sense to you this morning? It is a generation that is against the structure, the system that has blessed and that has built our nations. That godly system, that system of, of the fear of God, obedience, praise God, is no longer there. What is obedience? Who is God, by the way? They will tell you God doesn't exist. 
Now listen to me. If someone knows that God doesn't exist, it means that there's no eternity. Am I right? And if there's no eternity, it means that there's no judgment. Am I right? So why would I be afraid to cut your throat? Why would I be afraid to, to stab you? Why would I be afraid to pull the trigger to kill you? Because I know I am not accountable to anyone. You can jail me for a few years, but if I die, I mean, that's the end. Why? Because I have learned, have been taught that there is no God. So I have no one to fear. I've been taught not to fear my prayer, not to respect no one. I have no authority to respect. I don't care about anyone. So it becomes a socialist system that is, that is full of anarchy, confusion, and misunderstanding. Praise God. But people are not paying attention. People are not reading. They are not watching. We're not, we're not looking at what is happening in our world today on a day-to-day -day basis. While you are sleeping, while you are relaxing, while you are not speaking up, while you are not standing up, while you are not resisting, you know what the devil is doing? He's making his mark. He's laying his own foundation. He's investing in himself. And by the time you realize, the things that you know that are wrong, that you should not do, that is what the government will begin to tell you to do. That is what the system will build and say, this is what we want. How can you imagine a child that is innocent, a child that is even in elementary school, you're telling a child to make a, a decision as to whether he wants to be a boy or a girl. That's the most stupid thing ever. How dare you tell, you are, you are corrupting the mind of a child from a young age. What do they have down there? Whatever they have down there is a clear indication of who they are. But you go tell, you have a choice. You can make a choice whether you want to be a boy or to be a girl. Abomination. But if you talk about that, you raise up your voice, they'll tell you, oh, you're discriminating. Discriminating against what? You are destroying humanity. There's no way, no matter, even if they change all the parts of your body, your DNA still shows that if you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. Praise God. So we must speak out. We as the church, this is, in fact, that's the reason why the world doesn't like us. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the reason why the world resists the things of God, the word of God, and the will of God. Hallelujah. Listen to this now. In the next few years, let's say five to ten years, you know what we're doing now? We're raising up kids that will become immature when they will end up becoming an adult. In other words, when they will become an adult, they will be still irresponsible. When they become adult, they will still be foolish. When they will become adult, they will still be immature. They will not know their right from their left. Why? Because you put an end to discipline, number one. You put an end to training, number two. You put an end to proper, godly, good information. So when you destroy the foundation, the Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Praise God. And let me tell you, let me tell you, young people, young people out there, watch me and listen to this. It is high time to stand and speak the truth to powers. You know why? Because those who are in authority now, pretty soon, they will die and go away. But they will leave you, and they will leave you with what we refer to as a destructive legacy, an ungodly foundation, an abominable system that you yourself will not be able to cope with. Praise God. These are the reasons why 
You see, a 45 or a 35 year old man doesn't know what to do. I just feel like dying. I just feel like committing suicide. Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Hey, nobody likes me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just tired. They were not taught and trained as to how to manage themselves, how to be responsible, how to be accountable. Praise God. How to respect authority, how to respect God, how to fear God, how to love one another, how to care for one another, how to respect humanity. Look at the way women have been treated in our system, in our world, like trash. Like trash. Praise God. Not only the women, what about the men? Most of them have been locked up. They are in prison, especially the black men. Most of our black brothers are in prison. Now, when you take the fathers out of the home, that's the end of the home. It's a normal theory. From the, the biblical point of view, from a social point of view, amen, from a national point of view, from a family point of view, the more, in fact, the Bible says if you, if you, if you snatch the, sheep, uh, the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. You knock out the man. Out, I mean, simple crime. He's in jail for 20 years. Now, imagine that young man is in jail for 20 years. He has kids that will grow up and become teenagers and even adults without a father in the home, without discipline, without home training, without guidance, without respect. And then the mother could not handle them. Why? Because they are three in number. She has to go to work. While she is going to work, they are sipping drugs somehow. And who are the people who are selling the drugs? Who are the people who are manufacturing the drugs? These big, big companies. So you see, it's a system that is not for you. It's a system that is against you because already they are against God. Am I making sense to you this morning? Praise God. So we must be very, very responsible enough, matured enough to look at the system and say, no, it won't work for us. It's not going to help us. Look at the future. Look at the risk. Don't mortgage the future because of temporal opportunity that are available now. Hallelujah. Follow the word of God, which is the truth. And the interesting thing is that whenever you reject the truth, destruction is imminent. Praise God. Whenever we reject the truth, our society is going to go down the drain. There's going to be failure everywhere. My question to you, beloved. You have a choice. But have you made that choice to serve God? Have you made that choice to live right? Have you made that choice to stand for the truth? Have you made that choice not to compromise? In a generation wherein they hate God, they hate the word of God, they hate the will of God, what are your decisions? As believers, our expectation should be on the Lord. Believing and looking unto Jesus. According to Matthew 24, 29, looking for the hastening of his coming. Because at any time from now, the Bible says, the trumpet of the Lord shall sound. And so if you, as a child of God, you know what is pending, what is about to happen to our world, then you must make a choice. You must make a firm decision to live for God, to please God, to obey the word of God, to do the will of God. Look at 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. 1 Kings 18, 21. 1 Kings, are we there? Chapter 18. Hallelujah. 
First Kings chapter 18. Let's see verse 21. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? First Kings chapter 18. Look at this. Hmm. And Elijah came unto all the people. The man of God confronted the people. Look at what happened. He came unto all the people and said, How long had he between how? Two opinions. How long? How long will you stay between two opinions? How long are you going to be in a dilemma? How long are you going to compromise? How long are you going to be in the pond and out of the pond? How long are you going to be in the valley of decision? How long are you going to be unstable? How long are you going to be careless? How long are you going to be fearful? How long are you going to be worried about the opinion of people? What they will say or what they will do? How long? How long? How long? Hold it between two opinions. Oh, I don't know if it is right. I don't know if it is wrong. There's something is actually wrong with you. If you don't know what is right from wrong, go back to the word of God and ask God. Or seek biblical, godly counsel. Lord, what is your will? What should I do? Praise God. Look at the verse again. How long hurt ye between what? Two opinions. The government say A. The word of God says A plus. They just say A. God says A plus. He said, well, I don't know whether A plus or A, which is which. God says A plus. The government say A. Or maybe the, the, the system, the structure, the people around, the community say B. And God says A plus. He stays there, A plus. Oh, but pastor, if we don't do this, what's going to happen? If we this or that or whatever, no, stand for the truth and stand. Listen. God at those days wearing, you say, oh, oh, Jesus, I love you. And you just leave it there. No. Those times, listen, those times wherein you come to church and believe that you're a spiritual kindergarten, those times are over now. I'm telling you, this is true. Those times that you come and say, Pastor, pray for me, those times are over. Look at what is happening in our world. Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist till now, what's going to happen? Since the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. Can you imagine the kingdom of heaven what? Suffer violence. And he says, this violence, we must what? Take it by force. I'm advocating for spiritual violence. Violence prayer. Violence taking the word of God. Violence in obeying the word. Violence in living for God. Violence in dealing with sin. Anything that is not of God, you cut it off. Anything that doesn't glorify God, don't accept it. Anything that is not the will of God, kick against it. That is what the Bible says. How long hold he between what? Two opinions. Now look at the thing. After the question, the suggestion from the man of God, Elijah says, if the, God, if the Lord be God, follow him. Do you see that there? If God be your Lord, follow God. Follow God. Do you see that there? He says, he says, uh, if the Lord be God, follow him. Do you see that there? So if almighty God is your God, follow God and follow the word. Don't be afraid. Listen, it's better for them to kill you now and you make heaven than to follow them now. You end up in hell. Are we getting it? That's the time we're about to live in. And we're not waiting for the last days. So the last days is already here. 
The last days is already here. Look at it again. It says, if the Lord be God, follow him. Follow him in the morning. Follow him in the daytime. Follow him in the nighttime. Follow him when you don't have food. Follow him when you are jobless. Follow him when the world is against you. Follow him when you are being persecuted. Follow him when you are down. Follow him when you are up. Follow him when you are considered. Follow him when you are rejected. Follow him. Follow the Lord. When pastor is not around, follow the Lord. When your wife, your husband is not around, follow the Lord. When nobody sees you at work, follow the Lord. When you are in the darkness, dark, follow the Lord. When you are, your backs are against the wall, follow the Lord. Follow him. If God is your Lord, follow him. There are a lot of confused Christians. They move by the opinion of the world. And then they come to church, they shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But they go out, uh, out, outside there and they compromise. So they, they will sing in church choir, they will also sing at the nightclub. <laughs> you get it now? Oh, they will compromise at work and they will come to church and they shout, Hallelujah! Praise God. Why? Because they have no spine. They have no stamina. Look at what Elijah said to them. He says, if the Lord be God, you do what? Follow him. Put the bullets to my head, I will still follow. You can take my life, but you cannot take my God or the love of my God away from me. If God be God, you do what? Follow him. Follow him. You may not have the best car. Follow the Lord. You may not have money in your account. Follow the Lord. It may be very difficult. Follow the Lord. They will make fun of you. Follow the Lord. They will kick you out. Follow the Lord. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answer him not a word. Now they are in a dilemma. Of course they won't say a word now. Confused people. He says, if you want to follow the idol, you want to go with Ba, go with Ba, but don't be with Ba and you're coming as if you're with God. No, in the pond, out of the pond. In the pond, out of the pond. No, be steadfast, the Bible says. Praise God. Praise God. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24. Joshua 24. Just back up a little bit. There you see Joshua 24. Hallelujah. 24, 15. Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? He says, if it seem, let's take it from verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, and from verse 14, Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in what? Sincerity. You see that there? You serve God what? Two things that are there. Number one, the fear of God, not the fear of man. And then number two, what? Sincerity. You fear God and you serve God in sincerity. Fear God. Don't fear any man. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Then look at what he says. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood in Egypt and serve you the Lord. Verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose. You have a choice to make. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Ammonites, 
in whose land ye dwell, but look at it, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The man of God says, you choose. You remember Elijah called the people to accountability. Now Joshua is calling the people also to accountability. That they must make a choice. They must fear God and be sincere. Praise God. Now, if you fear God, men will fear you. If you are sincere to God, you humble yourself to God, men will be sincere to you and God will humble them to you. If you bow down before God, men will bow down before you. So he says, fear the Lord, serve him with sincerity. Praise God. And he got out to say, you must choose which God you want to serve. The God on the other side or the God of your father, forefathers that they serve when they were in the land of the Amorites or do you want to serve Almighty God? Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to serve? Money? People? Pleasure? Circumstances? No, 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 no. I rather serve God. It reminds me of what happened to Daniel in Babylon. The Bible says he purposed in his heart not to defile himself with what? The king's meat. Can you imagine this? God is looking out for those Daniel, those Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those men of God or women of God, believers, that will say, if I have to go through the fire, let me go through it. But I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. If no one follow, yet I will follow. If no one follows, yet I will follow. If no one follow, yet I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, take the whole world and give me Jesus. Oh, take the whole world and give me Jesus. Oh, take the whole world and give me Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have this. Sing that song, sing that song. To follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided, I have decided to follow. It's, it's a prayer, it's a prayer. I have decided, yes, to follow. Oh, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning. I have decided, I have decided. There will come a time they're going to kick you out. There's going to come a time you're going to face the bullet. There's going to come a time when you're going to be persecuted. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning. Keep going. Keep going. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Keep going. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning. I have decided, I have decided to follow. So I have decided to follow. Oh, I have decided, 
Yes, to follow. So no turning. Yes, no turning. The world behind me, the world behind. Jesus before me. The world behind me. Jesus before me. Yes, the world behind me. Jesus before. Who no turning? Yes. Take the whole world, oh, take the whole world, and give me Jesus. Oh, take the whole world, and give me Jesus. Oh, take the whole world, and give me Jesus. No turning back. No. Oh, take the whole world, oh, take the whole world, and give me Jesus. Oh, take the whole world, and give me Jesus. glorious he didn't die Peter that denied the cross they crucified him upside down there were other disciples they tied them on the back of the horse they dragged them to their death beloved the days are coming read the book of Hebrews some of them were thrown into the fiery furnace some of them were thrown into the lion's den others were being sawn apart they tear them to death Better days are not coming. Are we ready? Are we ready for the fire? Are we ready for the bullets? Are we ready for the imprisonment? Are we ready for the sword? Are we ready to be attacked? Are we ready for the persecution? The days are coming. It is only those who are ready, who have prepared themselves, those who have willingly covenanted their soul with God. Matthew 24, 13. It says, he that shall endure all till the end, the very same shall be saved. We are living in the, the days of denial. According to Luke 17, 28, it is a day of denial of God. We are living within the generation that deny the deity of Jesus Christ. According to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. We are living in a generation in the world that despise and deny the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. We are looking and living in the time and the generation wherein they deny the faith of God and they deny the faith of the word of God according to 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. It is a denial of a time of denial of sound doctrine according to 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 to verse 4. 
Praise God. It is a time of denial of the Christian life, Christian living. They don't want you to live a holy life. They don't want you to be faithful. They don't want you to be obedient. They want you to be lawless. They want you to be sinful. They want you to be deadly. Satan is saying, come and let's go together to hell. You will stand out and say no. According to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 8. It is a time of denial of the authority of God. Oh, we don't want this God. We don't want him to control us. We don't want him to tell us what to do. Oh, we don't even believe that he exists. That is demonic to the core. That is satanic to the core. That is occultic to the core. Now, the, you, know the, you know the interesting thing? People don't believe that God exists, but they are worshipping Satan. These very same people. Now, if you don't believe that God exists, why would you worship Satan? Whom God created. You see the logic? They never thought about this. So. Those who are dancing, they are Satanists. They tell you they don't believe that God exists, but why would they worship Satan? So you see the world, the way the world goes. The people that don't believe that God exists, they believe that demons exist. Praise God. It is a time of evil, according to Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. A time of satanic and demonic activity, according to the book of 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. It is a time that is full of darkness and ungodliness. There is darkness everywhere. Ungodliness everywhere. According to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 to 7, Titus chapter 2 verse 12, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. It is a time of ungodliness, a time that is full of darkness, satanic dominion, evil. Everywhere you see the powers and the activities of the wicked one. But as believers, we must be among those who are called into righteousness to please God. We must be among those that you will say, God, I'm among the number. Praise God. Hallelujah. I am among the number. Count me among the generation of the righteous. The Bible talks about the generation of righteousness. Psalm 14, verse number 5. Are you within that generation? Are you among the generation of the righteous? Psalm 14, verse 5. Are you among the generation that seek God? You seek God. Psalm 24, verse 6. You walk in righteousness, live in righteousness, please God, righteousness before God and your fellow man. Hallelujah. You love for God, you're seeking after God, you're doing the will of God. A generation that is upright, that bless the Lord. You are blessed and you also bless the Lord. You are among that generation. According to Psalm 112, 112, verse 2. Psalm 112, verse 2. You are among the generation that praise the work of God. Give glory to the work of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the love of God, the majesty of God. You are among that generation that praise and glorify the works of God. According to Psalm 145 verse 4, you are among the generation of the fulfillment of God. According to Matthew 24, 34, you Bible referred to you as a chosen generation. Hallelujah. Royal priesthood. Holy nation, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9. Let's look at that. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are special. We are peculiar. We are not of the world. So don't join them. Talk to your neighbor. Say, don't join them. You are different. In fact, our calling is to separation. It says, come out from among them and be you what? Be you separate. Look at 2 uh, Peter chapter 2, sorry, verse 9. 
I'll read. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. You see that there? We are not ordinary people. We don't join the world. If they choose to go to hell, we're not going there. Talk to your neighbor. Say, I'm not going there. Hallelujah. So you are chosen. Number one. Number two, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. The Bible says, an holy nation. That is where we belong to, the holy nation. A peculiar people. That is where we belong to, the peculiar people. He said that we, that is you, we should show forth, that ye should show forth, you and I, we, take note now, we should show forth the praises of God who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So it is time for us to demonstrate the righteousness of God. It is time for us to demonstrate the holiness of God, the love of God, the goodness of God, the life of God in Christ Jesus that is in us. It is time that the world will look at us and say, please show us the way. The world will look at us and say, tell me, what is the reason behind your peace and your joy? The world will look at us and say, tell me, what is your own scientific or scientific result or, 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 or option concerning what is happening? All the pandemic or whatever that is going on in our world, it will come by you. And they will come and say, how come that this thing is affecting other people? It doesn't affect you. Why? The Bible says the children of Israel were in Egypt in a land called Goshen. The plague was everywhere but not at Goshen. They were secured. You will be secured in Jesus' name. This last days, you and your generation will be safe. Your husband will be safe. Your wife will be safe. Your children, your brothers and sisters, your extended family, Every one of them shall be saved in the name of Jesus. Shall be saved. Praise God. The Bible says, you're a chosen generation. And the reason is God says that you must show forth the praises of God who had called us. So that is our responsibility. We demonstrate the righteousness of God in Christ. So that the world will look at you and say, yes, this is the fruit of the righteousness of God in this brother or in this sister. Second to last, in act. No, let's look at Second Peter. Second to last, then we'll go to act and we'll close. In Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go fast quickly and see what the Bible says concerning the last days. It says, are we there? Second Peter chapter 3. I'll read quickly throughout the text. Hallelujah. It says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. In other words, I'm bringing you back to your remembrance. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophet and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that, take note of this, there shall come in the last days scoffers they will make fun of you. They will provoke you. They will abuse you. They will call you names. Walking after their own what? Their own lust. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? You see that? Oh, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. The rapture is going to happen. But where is it? Up till now. For since the fathers fell asleep, all these things continue as they were from the beginning of the, of the creation. You know, it reminds me of what happened in the days of Noah. They say, ah... Was it not 150 or 20 years, 120 years he preached for? But that day came eventually. And when that day came, it was the D-Day. God wiped them all away, except those who were in the ark. That is why it takes that long. You know why it takes that long? Hmm? 
Because God is patient. He's waiting so that no one will perish. He said he's not willing that any should perish, but what? He's long suffering towards all that many will what come to repentance. So when that day comes, no, no repentance, no mercy, it's just the judgment of God. You will not be a victim in that day in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, for this, they, look at what happened to them. For this, they willingly, willingly are ignorant. Some people don't want to hear about God. Haven't you seen when you go out and say, sis, can I have a word with you for a few minutes? See, concerning what? As soon as they say, uh, by the grace of God, as soon as they hear any, any godly spiritual language, they say, no, 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 I'm not religious. I don't want to hear it. You give them track. They will look at you like, you know, like that. They treat you like trash, but the day is coming. The Bible says they willingly, deliberately, willfully are ignorant. So, listen to this now. They decide to be ignorant. They decide not to know about God. They don't want to hear you. I'm telling you. There are people who have made up their mind. Anything that has to do with God, they don't want to hear. They're not going to accommodate you. These are the set of people the Bible is talking about. Deliberately are ignorant of, and the Bible says that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Praise God. Verse 6. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed, look at it again, with water perish. It reminds us what I just said, verse eight, uh, 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same aha, whatever that is, whatever Noah and his people went through, is the same thing we're going to experience. But this time it's not going to be a flood, it's going to be the rapture. But by the heavens and the earth, sorry, yes, it says, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept, take note, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and prediction of ungodly men. So this time it's not going to be by flood, it's going to be by fire. But it's reminding us as it was, as it happened that day of Noah. So again, it's going to happen again. This time the judgment of God is going to happen by fire. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. What is the one thing? That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Hallelujah. Not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Look at it again, I said it. But is long-suffering towards what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Indeed, which the heavens shall pass away. Wow. With a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. All these skyscrapers, all this investment, all this development, one day everything will go down. You know, like when you place uh, 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 a piece of butter in a hot pot, it's going to melt away like that. Look at what it says. Verse 11. See then that all these things shall be dissolved. You know everything is going to vanish away. What manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? So what is much more important is holy conversation and godliness. That is the life of righteousness that is much more important for that time. Because when that time comes, praise God, it is only the righteous that will survive. Only the godly that will go through it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, take note, the heavens, hmm, be 
being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. He's talking about this earth now as the heavens. Verse 3, he says, nevertheless, we, according to the promise, looking for the new heavens and the new earth, wherein dwelleth what? Righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such thing, be diligent. Amen? That ye may be found what? You may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Amen? Diligent. Make sure you are without spot. Make sure you are blameless. Verse 15. And account that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother. Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are come things hard to be understood. Some of these things you cannot really understand, but they are going to happen. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, hallelujah, unto their own destruction. Verse 17, it's for you and I. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, now that we know it, before it's going to happen, it says, number one, beware, lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. I pray you will not be led away. I pray you will not fall. You will maintain your steadfastness because the enemy wants to knock you out. Hallelujah. Verse 18, what do you have to do now for you not to fall, for you not to be led astray? The Bible says, grow in grace. Ask for the grace of God. Every day you wake up, Lord, give me grace. Grace for today, Sunday. Grace for today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Grace for this month. Grace for this year. Give me more grace. Grace, oh God, to endure till the end. Hallelujah. Grace. You need grace. Hallelujah. Grace. And in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, grow in grace and in the knowledge, the knowledge of the things of God, the word of God, the ways of God, the will of God. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We need to ask God for grace. See, we know these things. The Bible says, what manner of person ought we to be in all holy conversation and godliness? We must be pure. We must be holy. We must walk in the righteousness of God. Lay aside every weight, the Bible says, and the sin that does so easily beset us. Hallelujah. And 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Bible says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, watch and pray that you may enter not into temptation. Matthew 24, 13, the Bible says, he that shall endure up to the end, the same shall be saved. Praise God. The Bible also says, those that have this hope in them, purify themselves. The Bible says we must be holy for he is holy. The Bible says we must pray for one another. The Bible says that we must pray for others, care for them, snatching them off from the fire, according to Jude verse 23. Praise God. Hallelujah. And finally, in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 40. Acts 2, 40. And we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Give me grace to follow. Your grace is enough for me. Give me grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Give me grace to follow. Your grace is enough. Oh, give me grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Give me grace to follow. Your grace is enough for me. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse Chapter 2, are we there? Verse 40, and we're going to pray. He says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort. The apostles testify, 
preach one exhort. What were the words? What did he say? Save yourself from this untoward generation. Save yourself. Mama, you're watching. Save yourself. Save your children. Papa, you're watching. Save your family. Praise God. Now that you are compelling them to live for God and serve God, they might not understand. Not until the trumpet sound and we go together, we disappear from this life. Save yourself from this untoward generation, this abominable generation, this dying generation, this sinful generation, this ungodly generation. Save yourself. How? Run to the Lord and ask for mercy. Save yourself from the wrath to come. Save yourself from the destruction to come. Save yourself from the sorrow to come. Save yourself from the, the death to come. It was just one plague that showed up 2019. Till today, the world is still trying to manage themselves to figure out things. Just Corona that showed up. Only Corona. Corona. The world was locked down. There was sanction everywhere. Nobody forced you to stay home. You stay home. Because people were dying. Only Corona can shape the world. How much more the finger of God? Only Corona can shape the world. How much more the finger of God? So if God got angry now, can you stand him? The Bible says at the blast of his nostril, when he just blew his nose, his nostril, the breath that came out, the Red Sea divided into two. Look at you. He said, I don't want to be religious. I don't want to serve God. Uh, you are afraid of thunder and lightning. You cannot resist tornado. Your science cannot stop a flood. Your, your science cannot stop volcanic eruption. Oh yes, your science cannot stop earthquake. And yet you are not afraid of God. Are you not afraid of God? Save yourself now. Forget about your friends that are telling you oh, it's just religious nonsense. Forget about them. They, they already made up their mind to go to hell. Don't join them. Say, God, help me. God, give me grace to follow. Lord, help me. Teach me your ways. Show me your path. That's how you save yourself from this untoward generation. Run away from sin. Run away from every walk of ungodliness, unrighteousness. Stay away from every relationship, friendship, or anything that is affiliated to sin. Run away, stay away from anything that is against God. That you know you are offending God. Ask him for mercy. Ask him to forgive you. Would you live this life? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years or whatever. This short time, you end up in hell forever and ever and ever and there will be no remedy. Would you ever want to go to a place like that? People will tell you, oh, don't worry about hell. All kinds of people will be there. Oh, there will be fun. Oh, you'll be having fun in hell. <laughs> no. Hell is a place where the Bible says, the worms dieth not. The fire is not quenched. Nobody have any relationship in hell. There's no, there's no way that in hell people make relationship or they have fun. No, everybody is in their own location. Everybody that is in hell is in their own location. And let me show you how they breathe in hell. This is how they breathe in hell. Maybe after two, three minutes. 
Why? Because of the heat. The fire. Hair stinks. Hair smells. It is painful in hell. Imagine forever and ever. Listen, it's not the fire that you know you will call the fire servicemen to put out. No. It is the fire of God himself. And you know the strange thing about hell? Even Satan himself will be in agony. The Satan that you are serving now, the devils that you are working with and you are rejecting God, they themselves will be in agony in hell. So the question is, do you want to join them? Say no, 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 no. Stand to your feet right now, everywhere. And those of you who are watching, stand to your feet at home in reverence of God and say, Lord, I have been deceived by this generation. I have been following the trend of this generation. I've been doing the things of this generation. Somehow, in a subtle way, I've, I've been deceitfully working with your generation against you. But Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm ready to save myself, my wife, my husband, my children, my brother, my sister, my neighbors. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. Save us from this generation, Lord.
are going to face an exam and you have no idea about the questions you have no idea about what the exam is going to look like if you face such exam at least there is a comfort a form of comfort and consolation to say well you don't know what the exam entails but the worst case scenario is this you know the questions and you also know the answers but then you go for the exam and you fail that will not be your case in Jesus name what we read from first Peter he says now that you've known this since we know this what manner of person we ought to be in all holy conversation and godliness we must fear God we must obey God we must live for God we must do his will come out from among them the Bible says and be ye separate and touch not unclean things say the Lord he says I will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and my daughters and we want God to be our father he says as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be ah we knew when it happened it was in the days of Noah that the flood came and the whole world perished now it's going to be fire and the rapture is about to take place it's not like God take you unaware you didn't know about the rapture you know about the rapture it's going to happen are you ready are you prepared are you believing God are you believing God for that day if the Lord decide to come today will you go are you right with it you can surrender all right now you can surrender all can make it right. I want you to pray with me everywhere. Those of you who are not born again, Jesus is calling you to come home. God is not condemning you. God is not accusing you. The Bible says it appointed unto a man once to die. Not twice. Once to die. Once to die. And after this, the judgment. But if you know if you die today, you will not go to heaven. Can we pray together? I want you to pray with me. Say there, Lord Jesus. I come before you. I am so sorry for all my sins. Almighty God, I am wrong. Have mercy upon me. Almighty God, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against your word. I have sinned against heaven. Pardon and forgive me. Come into my heart there, Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died for me. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead. Write my name in the book of life as I confess you as my Lord 
my Savior. Holy Spirit, take control of my life. I surrender all to you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I covenant my spirit, my soul, my body unto you, O oh God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Beloved, if you pray that prayer, God bless you. You are a child of God. And the Lord will keep you and see you through in every area of your life. Look for a Bible-believing church and get yourself involved. And live this life that will glorify God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everywhere, all over the world, those of you who are saved, you are a child of God. But then you know you've been straying away. And you know there are some T's that you have to cross. You have to dot some I's. You have to make it right with the Lord. This is your time. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
we thank you for this wonderful morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for strength. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to hear you once again. Thank you, Lord, for calling us back to yourself. Thank you for the privilege of mercy. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, your character of love and forgiveness. Lord, it is because of who you are. That is why we're here today. Lord, we come before you. I lift up every man, every woman, everyone under the sound of my voice, everywhere all over the world. By the special grace of God, we ask you, Lord, for grace beyond measures. Rest upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, the grace to live a holy life, the grace to be obedient, the grace to be faithful, the grace to contend for the faith, the grace to be prayerful, the grace to maintain our purity, the grace, oh God, to be true worshippers in spirit and in truth, bestowed upon us in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold of the enemy, every attachment to the world, every manipulation from the kingdom of darkness, that is standing against our spiritual growth, that is standing against our relationship with the Lord. Father, we break their yokes, we destroy their powers, we render them useless. In the name of Jesus, every demonic interference, every satanic interference, evil manipulation, we render your power null and void in Jesus' name. Anyone that is struggling under captivity, anyone that is battling with sinful bondage financial bondage the bondage of infirmity sickness and disease pain the bondage of rejection setback failure i curse and destroy that bondage be broken be broken be broken be broken be broken be broken be broken, be broken. in the name of jesus almighty god i ask for strength I ask for grace. I ask for wisdom. I ask for divine direction. I ask for your divine help upon the life of your people. Every man, every woman, every family, every child, every church, under the sound of my voice, I pray, I decree, and I declare that we will not be a victim to this end time, but that God, you will enable us to walk in the righteousness of God in Christ to endure till the very end in Jesus' name. I decree sickness disappear right now. Every appetite, desire, strongholds of sin be destroyed now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every evil manipulation, satanic assignment, I frustrate their counsel in the name of Jesus. Lord, provide for that man that is contending for the faith. Provide for that family that is jobless right now. Provide, oh God, for that young man, that young woman that is contending for the truth. Provide for those believers who are tired, those who are exhausted, those who are being stretched, and they are saying, Lord, we are tired. They are saying, Lord, help. Father, meet them at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. Those who have been persecuted, those who have been attacked, Spirit of the living God, provide, help them, deliver them. Those who have been in prison, Father, help your people from every walks of life, from the four corners of this earth, meet them at the point of their need. Holy Ghost, help in the name of Jesus. 
that father at the end you will say unto us well done thou good and faithful servant enter into my rest we pray lord that everyone under the sound of my voice will hear that voice from you on that day well done good and faithful servant in the name of jesus none of us will be missing none of us will backslide none of us will be snatched away but god i decree and i declare just as it was said by the devil himself that lord there was an edge over job therefore lord i decree your divine edge that has been around us will continue to strengthen and to continue to keep us through and through in jesus name father no sin no only pleasure no need no persecution no trials according to your word nothing present no eye no death nothing to come shall be able to separate us from your love we pray god that you help us to love you as much as you loved us thank you holy spirit we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we give you all the glory we give you all the honor oh we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we give you all the glory we give you all the hallelujah father we bless you we praise you lord thank you father in jesus mighty name we pray shall I put those hands together for the lord